0: So the country knows that there's a problem. The country knows that the government is dividing us, and it's getting worse, but we can't get a third party off the ground? 82% know this, and we're going to keep voting for the Republicans, we're going to keep voting for the Democrats, and we know what they're doing to us, we know that they're dividing us, and when that doesn't work, it's more subdivision? If you take that 82% and put them all into a third party, we take the power away from the Republicans the Democrats. Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. And today, Dan's going to finish up with the two-party system talking about the independent party.
1: I don't know if we're ever going to finish up the two-party system (laughs) because it's an uphill battle. Uh, Huge uphill battle. With all the research that we're doing here, we're really finding out that the cards are stacked against you. Well, you know what? And It's not even an uphill battle from the government. It's an uphill battle from us. It's It's an uphill battle from the people. So true. So true. And last episode, we were talking about the numbers and how hard it was to find out how many independents there really are. Now we had a conversation earlier where we talked about there's independence and then there's registered independent party and there's a separation there.
0: Every time we have this conversation, that's my confusion, right? Because I vote independent, but I've never registered with an independent party. I don't know, man. I don't know if I consider myself independent as far as the party
1: goes. I'm a constitutionalist. I always vote with the constitution. But you have to get 5% of the vote in order to get federal funds as a party. So that's going to be key in having a party stand up and take control of everything they need, including having somebody that's going to be there to be the face of the party, someone that's going to be there to represent people. Is that you? No, no. You're going to be the face of the party? That's Jonah. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out, Jonah. Shout out to Jonah Scholes. So we are kind of right on these numbers. Dems have uh, 48 million. Republicans have 35.7 million. Independents came in at 34,700,000. Then they say American independents come in at 715,000. Libertarians come in at 710,000. Green Party, 240,000. Constitutionalists, 131,000. So the two major parties are pushing 40 million, and all of the quote unquote third parties are not even at a million. Well, yeah, but that's because the independents don't have a home. Right. We looked it up last time. And the first thing that you come across when you want to see the American independent parties is the first one they throw up in in your search is the one that is considered a right wing movement. And I haven't searched on DuckDuckGo, but it could be different. I don't know. It will be. It should be. (laughs) But that's the first way they put the roadblock up is your first search results going to turn you off to it. They really need to throw that one out of there and put the real American independent party up there. So the Gallup polls, you want to get into them? Yeah, sure. They say that in 2021, that half of all U.S. adults now identify as political independents. Okay. Now that is on the phone when you're taking a poll. We know everybody says, oh, I'm independent on a lot of things, but really they're registered one side or the other. All right. So let me bring this up. And those are great
0: numbers, right? 50%. The problem is, and this is according to 538. I mean, I, I think 538 is probably as central polling as you can get. If you look them up, media bias, fact check, they don't lean left, they don't lean right. 538 says that few independents are actually independent, right? They're saying three in four, 75% still lean towards one of the two major political parties. So you say you're independent, but it shows that they're not all that different from voters in the parties that they lean toward, right? They tend to back their parties. At almost the same rate as openly partisan voters, so people that say, "I'm a Republican, I'm voting down the Republican ticket." So if you claim now that you are an independent, but you still vote with the Republican Party almost every time, are you really an independent yeah, at that are, point? What are you really? Right, and that's the problem. That is going to be the problem, I think, with this whole independent. They're not. They're not truly looking at the best candidates. Like me and you, we would have gone over to Tulsi Gabbard, right? Because we think that she brings something to the table that the Republicans aren't able to do right now. If you're going to vote straight down the line, just call yourself a Republican. So I guess my question is of those 50%, how many truly are independents?
1: Because according to this, only 25%. Yeah. And then when they don't have another option besides a Democrat or Republican to vote for, they're always going to go back on old habits. And I just feel like some
0: people say they're independents so they can wash their hands of whatever happens. Well, I didn't vote for the Democrat. I didn't vote for the Republicans. I'm an independent. Yeah. I voted well, for
1: Gary Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> But, um, but, but that, really. But that divide is getting bigger. The same poll conducted later on in 2021 had more support for that uh, third party candidate was needed. It came out and people understood that they're not happy with the way the two parties go and they're not happy with the way the parties are representing them. And it's showing in the polling. But is it is it going to make a difference? Well, can I give you what my numbers are on that? On what people
0: believe we just talked about, and it's actually staggering to me. Go ahead. And that is, now this was back in January of 2021, 93% of American voters agreed that they were frustrated by uncivil and rude behavior of many politicians, 93%. Now I understand it's a poll, right? They didn't pull 300 million people, but still, this is a centrist polling, 93% frustrated. Of those, same poll, 82% said that the nation's political, racial, and class divisions were getting worse. 82%. So the country knows that there's a problem. The country knows that the government is dividing us, and it's getting worse, but we can't get a third party off the ground. 82% know this, and we're going to keep voting for the Republicans. We're going to keep voting for the Democrats, and we know what they're doing to us. We know that they're dividing us, and when that doesn't work, it's more subdivision. And more subdivision, right? It used to be black, white. Now it's gay, straight. And that didn't work. So now what are we? We're vax anti-vaxed, right? Divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. And we know it. 82% know it. If you take that 82% and put them all into a third party, we take
1: the power away. You dominate. We take the power away from the Republicans, the Democrats. I digress. Sorry. Continue. What, What has to happen? In America, for Americans to realize that the two-party system has done the best job at dividing us. What has that? Does it have to be economic collapse? Does it have to be the dollar going under and the streets that will be warlords until someone gets it right? Oh, man. Figures it out. People don't understand. They don't. They don't know. Like, if
0: society in this country collapses, the, man, we're doing an episode on prepping. I think it's going to open a lot of eyes. I mean, I know a lot of our listeners here understand, are, understand it and are probably preparing a little bit, but when we really get into this and what could happen, it's yeah, it, this is yeah. not, listen, you're not going back to like a little house on the prairie and everybody's getting along and everybody's happy and we're nope. going to go milk the cows in the morning. People are
1: coming to take your shit, buddy. 90% of Americans dead in a few years, 90%. So how bad will it have to get, which is a sad way to look at it because we have a chance to really, Put the horse back in the barn, per se, to get this right. And the further and further we get away from it, the harder and harder it's going to be to rein in the Federal Reserve, to rein in the spending, to stop that whole debt ceiling bullshit, all that stuff that's going to trigger the end of of normal life and good life as we know it. But me and you have talked about that before, and
0: while you don't think you think that we can still put the horse in the barn, I'm not so convinced. And we had we had actually, I don't remember if it was just us talking or if it was on an episode where I said, look, not only can you not put the horse in the barn, I think like Mrs. O'Leary's cow has kicked over the lantern
1: and it's on fire. She has burned the barn down, (laughs) right? The barn is, the barn's gone. I don't even think we have a barn to put the horse back in. Yep. Yep. But it all comes back to shrinking the government and and putting uh, uh, everything on the states and it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt, but it's going to have to happen to get right. So, national divorce has been trending. It's been a trending topic on Twitter. It's been a trending topic everywhere. And that's another divisive tactic where they want us to not talk to each other. They want us to not be friends. They want you to to have family members you don't talk to. That's playing right into the hand. And I think what we need to do is spin that into saying the national divorce has to be divorcing the two-party system. It has to be. So you give the independents a home to where they can be counted, to where they can get the funding, to where they can be seen as a force to be reckoned with. Because every single election cycle, it's we got to get the independents. We got to get the moderates. We got to And they have to actually have a face and a name. But they say that we got to get the independents. But they're looking at the same polls. They know goddamn well
0: that the independents are still voting down the party line. They're just saying that. They know that the independents in this country are not a force to be reckoned with because we're scared to to leave our parties. We're scared. You know what? I was raised with Republicans. I'm going to keep voting for Republicans, but I'm going to call myself an independent. That way, if it goes to shit, it's not my fault. I'm with you, though, 100%. If we could get everybody on board with an independent party and we could push the Dems and the Republicans out to the fringes or at least give us 33%
1: share, politics changes but we got to be playing by the same rules. Well, that's just it too. Let's talk about that. We have to be able to get on the, deb- the debate stage. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to have the same set of rules to get on ballots. It's, if it's not a level playing field, what are we going to do? How now, do I it? get it. I, I guess I get that to a point, right? Because if you allow
0: anybody who's running for president to get on the debate stage, it would just be absolute mayhem. Can you imagine? I mean, you could have 200 people on there. I mean, how, how does that even work? So there has to be something in place to get those, you know, it's so hard for me because I say to get those crazy fringe candidates out. But who am I to say who's crazy and fringe? Yeah. You know what? The crazy fringe guy might be the guy that all of a sudden I want to hear from. But you can't have 200 people on that stage. I mean, look at the Republicans. Uh, how, what did we have up there? Uh, 13, 14, 15, whatever it was. Probably close to 20. And that was mayhem. <laughs> I mean, and that, that was mayhem. And those were well-spoken, quote-unquote, well-spoken politicians. I mean could you imagine having over here in North Ridgeville could you imagine having like bicycle bob up on the on the debate stage you know i mean could you or that crazy guy that like every time you go to work he's sitting there and he's got a boombox and he's dancing on the corner for for money can you imagine having him on the debate stage like i mean
1: you have to be able to limit this it's true so i can't try to slam home hard enough how the independents need a home they need a party with the party that we looked at last week you read everything they believe in, and it was right along with everything you thought it should be. 100%. You? Where were you with them? In, in a way. What were your problem? Well, independent parties have to be independent of everything, including religion, I think. I think that this independent party should be like, Christian? Check. Catholic? Check. Jewish? Check. Muslim? Check. Agnostic? Check. Just... You can't pigeonhole it. All right. I get it. So because because people won't want to go to a place where they feel like it has to be religion instead
0: of Judeo-Christian, it's First Amendment. Yeah. Hey, we believe in religion. Yeah. Come on. Do your religion thing. Yeah. And don't hurt people. That's all. That's it. That's all.
1: You know what? That's all you need. That's all I need. I do your religion. That's that's the don't hurt people. Quit being an asshole. Like independents, you know, they're like the gray coat where we're like, it's, it's, you know, you're vanilla over here. You're an independent. You, like you said, you want to wash your hands of it and you stay in your safe spot over here. And then when I say moderate, everyone from the right looks at moderate as being somewhat left in a lot of different ways. And that makes them go. yeah. So if the independent party had more of a, I'm going to be me, do me and do the religion I want to do. I don't need to be stuck in Judeo-Christian values because we talked about it last week, man. Those, those numbers are going down and down and down. (laughs) They're never coming back up. Sorry. They're just not, especially with this generation of kids not bringing their kids to church. Then that generation of kids aren't bringing their kids to church and the, the, you know, the churches are going to be hurting pretty bad pretty soon. So to stick all your whole entire beliefs into that independent party when it's based around that, some people will love it and some people will be like, this just, it's too much for me.
0: So, so. you're talking about bringing in, so basically a non-denominational party, kind of like a non-denominational church, right? Hey, look, man, I want to go to church. I believe in God, but whew, you know what? This church has way too many roles. Yeah. So I'm going to go to this non-denominational church where right. everybody's just kind of hanging out, believing in God.
1: Yeah. They'll, so read, they'll read the good book. They're not, believing. they're not, they're not rolling in the aisles. They're not speaking in tongues. They're not making me feel out of place. They're not, you know, they would just go in there. We listen to a guy talk, you know, throw up a few Hail Marys and, and head out watch <laughs> football. <laughs> <laughs> but if we don't get a seat at the table, you know, um, when I was doing the research so on this, what this, is it now? How, what do you need now to get a seat at the table? Well, the funding. So but is the government getting mm-hmm. in the way of the funding? But you have, to have five, you have to have 5% of the vote to be even considered a, a real party to be able to get the funding, from what I read. And if there are 34 million of us, like they say, and then 715,000, almost a million American independents, and I have to imagine that the American independents here are more constitutional independents than just regular independents that are fence-riding until it time comes time to vote down the ticket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so those people need to have a centralized home to be able to be represented as a certain percentage of the vote, because when you're registered independent or you are just not registered as a Democrat Republican, I, mean, I guess I'm work? registered as an independent. I just don't belong to an independent party. And that's a problem because what is your vote then? I mean, they always say they want to reach out to you. So if our numbers are, 30, nobody's ever reached out to me by the way. So if our numbers are 34 million, 600,000 and the Dems are 48 million and the Republicans are 35 million, we only need to pull 10 million from each of them. If the numbers are correct, you pull ten million. Now you got forty-four million. The Dems are down to thirty-eight million. The Republicans are down to twenty-five million. Now we're at fifty-four million. Now we trumped them just by taking ten million from each. Now they got nothing. It's that. I mean, the number is that close, and I think it's that easy. So, and I think in order to have a really strong independent party, you really have to move heaven and earth to, to get the at least half the black population involved in your party. You have to do that. So being an independent party, obviously they're going to put up independent
0: candidates, but are you true independent at that point? So if the Republicans put up a great candidate, I mean, can you jump ship, go over there and vote for him? Or is a third party become just like the other two where we're just going to vote down the party line for independence?
1: As long as they have like the top five beliefs that you're supposed to have with being able to have financial, uh, backing. No, you don't need the backing. You, you need to have, you know, constraint on spending being fiscally responsible, right? Start there. You know, independence will have to be strong on 2A. Are we going to point where we're going to be giving one for the other? Is the left going to be like, we'll come and be behind 2A, but you got to give it a, a little bit on abortion. You know, like, is that where it goes? I don't know. And it has to come into the 21st century too. Once you get that party all in your database with their email and their phone number and every piece of information, you need to know that you have real people. My problem is that I'm not going to be pigeonholed into a party. I'm not. I'm never going to be. Well, then we're never going to get there. Well,
0: but I I, I mean, I don't want to feel like I have to vote the independent party if I want to vote for Tulsi Gabbard. Well, you know, Tulsi would probably come over into the independent, I would think. I mean, she needs she needs to lead it. She's that kind of person. But let's just say she stays over on the Democratic side. I want to be able to vote for her. I do. I God, man, I don't know. You know, and Americans... I'm going to talk to all of you right now and y'all need to quit being assholes to each other for real. If somebody wants to put a Donald Trump sign up in their yard and you don't agree with it, quit throwing shit in their yard. Quit calling them a fascist. Just start respecting people, man. You vote for Donald Trump. Now you're a racist. You're voting for Tulsi Gabbard or Hillary Clinton. You're voting for Hillary Clinton and now you're a leftist. Well, that's not true. That's not true, but you're allowing the government and the media, which is the fourth arm of the government now, that's the propaganda arm of the government, and you're allowing them to to put you in these subcategories so that now you hate your neighbor simply for whose sign they have in their yard. We need to quit being assholes and we need to quit buying into this stuff that the media and the, the government is pushing on us. I think it starts there. I think we start treating each other right and then we can move into this, let's start the third party.
1: But- We're never going to be able to get a third party if we stay so divided. So you may have to pigeonhole yourself into a, into a party just to get it off the ground. And what I hated about doing the research and there was this guy, I forget his name. He said a third party is like a swarm of bees comes in, it stings and then it dies. (laughs) No, that's fair. Right. The only time you ever hear about the libertarians is during an election. Yeah. Ross Perot probably made the biggest splash as, as an independent. I think the timing was right for that. I think that, He was more of a caricature of himself. And, you know, if he would have been an actor at the time or like, you know, how Ronald Reagan was perceived when he first came out to run, Ross Perot would have had a better chance. But, I mean, all he did was give that election to George Bush. They just shit on these third parties. So he never had a chance. They were never going to let him have
0: a chance. Mm -hmm. It's going to take the people. We got to stop relying on the government to give us a chance. The people need to get together and rise up and not worry about what the government's saying, not worrying about what the media's
1: saying. You get all these people to stand up together. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. Yeah, but you don't want to be pigeonholed into a party. <sighs> That's the So problem. you. So would you give me one or the other. We can sit on the sidelines and, and vote for these clowns. Well, now, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that,
0: listen, independent party and that independent party of America, right? Is that the one with, that we, the American independent was the one that they say is, is right wing. Yeah. Right. And we don't know that for sure. But the independent party of America, I agree with almost everything they say. So when I say pigeonholed, all I mean is if we put up a bad candidate, I'm not voting for that guy based on his record, let's say, right? This guy comes in, he's like, hey, I'm going to do A, B, and C, but you have a history of violating A, B, and C. You're saying the right things now, but I shouldn't have to be forced into voting for that guy now. Now, if all the candidates come, they subscribe to what, what is set forth in our platform, and they have a staunch history of supporting those issues, I got no problem at all voting right down the line because those are the people I want. All I'm saying when I say pigeonholed is I don't want to, when you're getting these these bad candidates like Joe Biden and you get all these Democrats that knew going into this, man, this this isn't sitting well. I got a bad taste in my mouth with this, but I'm going to go ahead
1: and vote for him because I'm a Democrat. That's well, what well, I Let's mean. take what you're, what you're talking about now and marry it with what you say about power in the states. Let's say our candidates on the local level start out with this independent movement. Then all of a sudden, Congress is littered with 40 independents, 50 independents. Then they're going to start to see that it's a movement basically from the ground up. It's basically, you know, grassroots. grassroots. And that's what I've always said.
0: That's the only way we're going to take this back is grassroots.
1: So, I mean, is every politician that switches over and becomes that independent, going to be perfect. No, probably not. Are they ever not going to get corrupted once they find out how much you know big money there is? I don't know. But if we're going to have the state legislators change the rules for how independents get on ballots, it's going to have to be done by Republicans or Democrats because they're the only ones that run it depending on the state. And are they really going to do well, that? Well,
0: I think you're seeing some of these candidates like the, the, the Jonah Scholes class here that are starting to come out that understand that, that, I think you're going to start finding these younger generation that it is sick of these older generations running this country into the ground. And they know there's, it's time for a change. So you might be able to get that with them. You might get that. These are the young guys that are coming up. Young guys and girls that are coming up that believe in term limits, right? You're not going to get, and we talked about that with Ted Cruz. He said, look, I've never had a senior member of Congress sign onto this term limit bill ever. It's always the younger ones. So, I mean... Yeah, I, you know, Jonah's got to run
1: on the Republican ticket, but you hear him talk. He's, he's more independent than he is Republican for sure. And when I spoke to him about it, about my idea for a moderate as opposed to independent, he said he would go independent before he went moderate. And I appreciated his honesty with that because he could have told me what I wanted to hear. Oh, Dan, you want a different moderate party? I could be, but no, he was like, uh-uh. <laughs> no, no, you're not calling me a moderate. You can call me, maybe call me an independent, but that's a stretch too. Cause I'm conservative in my values and I'm conservative in my, in, in everything. So, right, right. so I'm not, I'm not mad. All right. So no. we know what's wrong. So what are the steps? How do we, how do we do this? Well, I think it's in the, in the legislator to, to be able to be on the same playing field. If I got to get, but where do we start? If I got to get a thousand more signatures to get on the freaking ballot than everybody else, that's not helping. It's not working. So how do we fix it? I mean, I got to, when I, when
0: I'm at work and I go to these calls where especially mental health issues, and I have a saying that I I always tell people, I'm like, every, everybody's real good at telling you what's broken, but nobody knows how to fix it. That's true. I know how to tell you what's broken here, but how do we actually fix
1: it? What's your first step? My first step to fixing this whole entire thing mm, is helping the dollar out. (laughs) But that, how's that going to help? You know what that's going to do? All
0: that's going to do, if you were to help the dollar out, all that's going to do is boost whoever is in power now. Yeah. That's it. Democrats going to take credit for it. Hey, look what we did. Mm. We recovered the economy. Yay, hey, vote for us. We were heading toward economic collapse, and we saved it. It's got to be a grassroots. It has to be grassroots. Mm-hmm. It's got to start with just a small group in one state, and you got to be going to conventions and whatever and start bringing people in, man people that are not going to be afraid to leave their party.
1: Yes. But if they say there's 34 million independents, they need a home. But the problem is like we talked about three quarters of them
0: aren't really independents right now. They're just voting right down the line. They just want to wash their hands. I mean, how are you going to call yourself an independent when you're just going to vote Republican right down the ticket the whole time? Now I will say that while I consider myself an independent voter, I'm a constitutionalist and I vote for the constitution. And typically that means I'm voting with the Republican party. So I understand where they're coming from with the three quarters, because in my eyes and what I've seen, the left is just lighting the constitution on fire right now. So in what world would I go over there and vote for them? Minus Tulsi. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple over there, right? Uh, Manchin's trying his best right now. You know, he's standing up against them, but when you're talking about the constitution, Are the Republicans perfect? Absolutely not. They violate the Constitution as much as Democrats do, but they don't, well, I shouldn't say as much. They violate the Constitution, but maybe just not as much. It's a lesser two evils. Yeah. Which is what politics is anymore.
1: It's a lesser two evils. And the lesser two evils is still evil. Well, the big three combined Democrat, Republican, and independent have 118 million voters, 155 million voted in the last election. So there's, there's a gap there between those two numbers, on top of what you already have as registered independence that it won't take that long to to, to flip it once it once it starts rolling, once it starts cruising in there. So independents,
0: constitutionalists, Libertarians, mm-hmm. there is enough in common there that we should be able to bring all of them together right off the rip. Yeah, I would think.
1: Yeah, especially. and religion's
0: going to be the big one, but I think you got to be clear when you go into this that look. We're not anti-religion. We're actually pro-religion. You know what? We're we're more pro-religion than the Catholics. We're more pro-religion than the, the Muslims, than the, the Islamists. We're more pro-religion than the Jewish because we are all-encompassing, right? We're not telling you you can't pray. We want you to pray. But you pray to whoever you want because when you do, again, to use the word, you pigeonhole yourself when you're saying, hey, we're... Judeo-Christian beliefs. Okay, well, where do the Muslims go at that point? Where do the agnostics go? Well, I'm not really, you know,
1: pray to who you want. Believe what you want. Or don't believe. We're, we're First Amendment all the way. Yeah, you get to pick it. As long as you're not hurting people. Right. As long as you're not being an asshole. Hurt people, you got a problem.
0: Hurt people, you got to go back to the uh, Democrats. <laughs> or Republicans, <laughs> as the case may be. <laughs> Democratic Party, if we do this, if we were able
1: to get this thing off the ground, the Democratic Party would just turn into Thunderdome. Well, back to what I said, if you can get half of the African-American population to be on board with an independent party, they would have a really hard time trying to pigeonhole you into, these independents are racist. Well, you know, and I didn't even think about that. African-Americans in
0: this country are really lost. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't, well, they, they shouldn't be. And we're going we're gonna to have an episode on this coming up here. Yeah. The Democrats are doing them no favors as a society. None. Conservative values, I think, are going to work out. Well, not just African-American, but just citizens in general, right? The yeah. conservative values are what made this country great. Mm-hmm. But there's such a stigma with being over on the right. As soon as you somebody finds out you're an African-American voting for a candidate on the right, then they start throwing around all these Slurs like and Uncle insults, Tom, and, yeah. yeah, right. Yep. You know, oh man, you know they're, they're a bunch of racists. You're just, uh, you know, so yeah, you give them an independent party
1: where they're saying, hey, look, Democrats not working out for us, but we're going to stay away from the right too. Yeah, that might be a thing. Well, I think they're going to be crucial in making the party a success, more crucial than anybody can even actually understand have a home right now. Have a home, and I had a conversation with somebody once. We spoke about what we have coming up and I called someone who, you know, I really trust and, and, and believe in and he's active in his church. And, and I had a lot of questions about how he felt about a lot of things. And if he would have been sitting right here talking with us, it would have been a, a, a wonderful segment just from the words that were coming out of his mouth, as far as where they're at, and where they need to be and how easily it could be achieved if the roadblocks weren't in the way. And he's going to definitely put an ear on, what we have coming up in the future, but will we be able to get him on to have maybe a a difference of opinion or another way to look at maybe, but we'll save that for then. So as far as the independent party goes, it's going to be a work in progress and it's going to be an uphill battle. And I just, I feel like it has to be something bad has to happen before the Democrats and Republicans get chased out of town. That's all. It's tough, but. I just want to know how to start this thing.
0: Who do we bring in? Who
1: do we bring in to start this true independent movement? Tulsi. We, could, we know it's Tulsi. Yeah, maybe we know it's Tulsi. She's a hundred percent. I mean, cause right now it's political suicide, but they already suicided her. No, they did. They and they did. did the same thing to Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang has a, a party that he has called the, the forward party. And he's trying to be independent. But when I looked him up, he's all about universal basic income and healthcare for all. And it's just, it's basically like, when the Whig party split, you know, he's basically the modern day Whig party over there trying to live in the same base as where he left. And they, they did the same thing to him. They did to Bernie. They sandbagged him right out of there. Well, they're going to sandbag everybody, but, but they already
0: know who Mm -hmm. Biden was already their guy. Yeah. In fairness, Hillary was their girl too. And they
1: didn't see that coming.
0: All right, so I guess we should probably get out of here.
1: Yeah, you got it, man. It was a good show.
0: Yeah, uh, it was all right. It was all right. I'm still mad. I mean, I think we need to look into this and figure out how we're going to start this independent party. I know what's wrong. I know yeah. what's broke, but now we got to figure out how we're going to fix it. Maybe that means reaching out to some people that that have a little more experience in this than us, and maybe we'll look into that. You got it. All right. We appreciate the support. And if you like what you're hearing here, be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to your podcast. Remember, you can find us on Facebook at Pod Bless America. You can find us on Twitter at Jim and Dan Show. And you can reach either one of us at Jim at pbapodcast.com or dan at pbapodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you don't like. And until next time, Pod, Pod Bless America. America.